0: Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Hilco Homes Deep Dive Podcast. Uh, This is Mike, and I have Adriel with me, and today we're talking about sub twos. a sub two for those of you who have never heard of sub two it is a shortened phrase for subject to and typically what this means is in the investment real estate realm uh wholesale real estate um subject to properties are a type of uh exit strategy uh for for investment properties and what that looks like in in practical terms is if you are working with someone who owns the home, they're the motivated seller, typically they are going to have a mortgage on the house. And when they have a mortgage on the house, uh, the normal circumstances would be that if you evaluate that as a deal, for example, as a cash offer deal, um, whether it's going to be a fix and flip or a rental. Um, you want to be at the the numbers of the seventy to seventy five percent rule, and that typically doesn't work with a subject to property because, uh, and I'll give you an example. I'm just going to make up some numbers here. Let's say after repair value of the home is two hundred thousand, but the mortgage balance is one hundred and eighty thousand. Uh, obviously, there's almost no margins there if you were going to do that as a cash purchase. And if you're the investor and you're acquiring this property through a wholesaler, they're going to put their wholesale fee on top of that, which means you basically have nothing left. Um, there's, there's basically no room for uh, renovation work. So how do you get around this problem? Can that deal still be done? The answer is yes. Um, and it's going to depend on deal to deal because every deal is different. Everybody has a different situation. So with a subject to what ends up happening is you can get this property under contract and essentially pay the buyer. I mean, sorry, pay the seller. Um, really it's, I would call it a convenience fee, you know, to, to just walk away from the property. Um, but the. The way that they win in this scenario is that, you know, typically.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, we're about to be bombed (laughs) in this message. Well, that's a first. I don't think these microphones have ever
0: picked up the uh, airplane from (laughs) from the nearby airport. (laughs) But. uh, Airstrike incoming. I'm definitely going to leave that in the the audio. Yeah. (laughs) that's that's a new one
1: <laughs> if you need assistance please fasten your seatbelt this is uh, your captain speaking <laughs> uh, looks like we're going to have some minor turbulence uh, we may have hit a bird uh, now the body is stuck in a turbine and uh, we're going to have to make a quick stop in Phoenix uh, like something and different. if you look over to your left, you will see uh, there's some houses for sale. <laughs> All right. uh, probate, uh, foreclosure, auction. Uh, <laughs> by the way, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for taking a flight with Hillco Airlines. Always remember if you know someone looking to sell their home, or if you might be considering to sell your home yourself, feel free to speak to a concierge. <laughs> <laughs> that's enough for, yeah,
0: yeah. so getting back to this example <laughs> before we were interrupted by this airplane, um, and it's probably going to happen again, but anyway, so yeah, what I was mentioning about a essentially a convenience fee is to pay the seller or the current owner to walk away from, from the situation. And in exchange, you as the investor, take over the mortgage payments. So the mortgage remains in their name. They deed the property to you and you make the mortgage payments on, on basically on their behalf. Um, so the transaction of them deeding the property over to you is subject to the existing mortgage. That's where you get the subject to term from. And, um, uh, the reason why we're talking about this is because I think it's one of those, uh, strategies that, um, uh, a lot of wholesalers kind of shy away from just because, um, it, they are complicated. You know, I, I wouldn't, I, I won't say that they are more difficult or there's more liability or, um, there's a variety of, of things you can say about them. But once you get into that and you understand, what it is that's going on you understand the paperwork you understand the process um the disclosures and all that stuff um they they become easier to do just because you're more knowledgeable about it um so they're different they're they are a little bit more complicated I would I would even make the stretch and say that they're a, a slightly more higher level investment strategy, um, because there's a variety of things that that can you can do with that as an exit, um, in terms of having it as uh, as an investment property in your portfolio. Now we recently went as a team to the uh, HBHS, the Home Buying Home Selling uh, Solutions Lunching. team. Yeah, they had a lunch and learn. Uh, great stuff. Uh, they've awesome. they've been doing this uh, recently a little bit more frequently. Uh, they're doing them about what once a month now. Once a month, yeah. And uh, they're having it at the at the uh, the nearby uh, hotel, and um, they pack out the room every single time. I mean, uh, really going to these events is a, a great indicator of just how connected and supportive the local real estate community is It's huge um, in terms of the investors and wholesalers and all that stuff. Um, but the the topic of this lunch and learn was the introduction to subject to properties, um, what they are and how to use them. Um, so both Adriel and I took some notes and asked some questions. We networked, uh, had a good time and, um, you know, Charles and Mike are 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 great guys to work with. So, you know, if you're you're ever in the San Antonio area and, you know, you you want to connect with other uh, some other investors and wholesalers and stuff, you know, Hilco isn't the only name in town. There's there's other great people out there just like, you know, Charles and Mike. Um, But let's let's talk a little bit about the content of that lunch and learn. Um, so, Adriel, what was the biggest takeaway for you um, about the subject twos? Like, had you had you known what a subject two was uh, before going to that or coming into wholesaling?
1: Yeah, I had a, a a general idea of what a subject two was, and I I definitely didn't consider all the strategies that can be implemented in working a subject two offer or deal. So yeah, the biggest takeaway that I got was you know make the most out of each lead, whether it be little to no equity or recently purchased and nothing's really wrong with it. It Just has a lot of uh, a lot left on the mortgage. Um, The exit strategies that they were just bringing up, like I think I have it here, like Airbnbing them, uh, owner financing them, Mm -hmm. uh, keeping them as a rental till they uh, as they capture the equity. So um, the fact that they they Get paid three times on a on each of these deals, whether it be the down payment from the buyer, and also the interest rate if they decide to you know owner finance it themselves. Right. Right. Uh, and and sell it to their end buyer, and uh, the third was um yeah capturing that equity.
0: Yeah. So there's a couple of things in 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 that what you just said, and that's a lot of great information. But it's like super compact. So let's let's kind of like break them down, pick it apart. Right. So, um, one of the first things you said was about working the deals because, um, you know, like, like I just discussed, right. Like a lot of wholesalers, they approach it from the cash offer perspective. Like they're looking at these numbers and they're saying, Oh, there's only literally like five grand in equity. Like this deal can't be done. Um, in fact, it could be done if the conditions are right. And one of the things that, you know, Mike and Charles were talking about was um, not every deal that could be a sub two should be a sub two. And kind of the criteria that they look for, especially with deals that have little to no equity, is target the houses that are recently built. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe they were built in the last five years. Um, That or if it's an older home, taking a look at the uh, like. Uh, the county appraisal district website and see when was the last time there was any improvements to the property? Because chances are, um, you know, whoever lived in there first or before the existing owner uh, made some improvements, made some changes. They fixed it up because if they're going to put it on the market and sell it for full retail, um, you know, it needs to be in livable condition. Otherwise, uh bank's not going to lend on that. So whether right. it's a conventional financing, FHA, a VA loan, uh, there's a variety of other uh, you know, loan types out there. Regardless, if it's gonna be a, a, a loan for a residential, like primary residence, it needs to meet certain qualifications. One of them is it needs to be livable, right? So um, looking at these properties, even if they have a mortgage balance um, with little to no equity, um, looking at those types of properties means that you get to remove that factor of repair costs, you know, and, and even if there are repair costs, it's going to be minimal it is, is essentially a make ready, you know, maybe, uh, uh, do another coat of paint, you know, touch up the siding, you know, whatever it's, it doesn't need a whole lot. Um, and that, that helps you with your numbers as the investor, because really your only expenses how do we get the seller out of this house right um and that's another important thing too is that with these types of deals um <clears throat> the seller or the owner of that property uh can't stay in that property because um you you can't make any money off of it in that way like if you take over their mortgage payments and they couldn't afford those mortgage payments, they're not going to pay you those mortgage payments. You know, they're going to be running up short or falling short or, uh, being late on those payments. And it's still your responsibility to make those mortgage payments. So the alternative and, and Adriel, uh, just spoke about this was, um, there's a couple of strategies you can incorporate. One of them being keep it as a rental, right? So maybe the, uh, Mortgage payments are, I don't know. I'm just gonna make up some numbers. Eight fifty a month, right? Mm-hmm. P.I.T.A. And you take over that property. Um, you know, you you find a a renter. You after you've done your make ready, a you know, couple weeks. Uh, you put it on the market to get a renter, uh, and then you rent it to them for maybe a thousand dollars a month, right? So that thousand dollars a month is coming into you. Uh, the eight fifty goes to the mortgage, you keep the rest. So essentially you have just acquired a rental property without any financing. And, and that's, that's a beautiful thing. You know, uh, a, a lot of times investors will go and do the hard money loan, fix it up, refinance out, and they still have a loan on that property, but getting a renter in there covers that cost of that loan. Um, that's, that's a very viable option as well. But, you know, if you, if you're that kind of investor that maybe you've done like eight or nine of these, you're tapping out on your DTI, like you can't go and get more loans to get more rentals. So the subject two is a great way to do that because, um, and this is one of the important things that I, uh, I picked up from, from, uh, that lunch and learn was the distinction of how the transaction occurs. So the owner is deeding the property to you, but the loan stays in their name. So you inherit as the investor, you inherit the property, not the debt. However, given the condition of the transaction being subject to the existing mortgage, it is in your best interest and their best interest to be a good fiduciary. You, know, you, you have a fiduciary responsibility, a financial obligation to uh, make those mortgage payments so that um, you know, the, the, the bank doesn't come and foreclose on you, a big, uh, or rather they would foreclose on them because the loan is still in their name and take back the property and now you've lost the property. Um, and, and that's just a bad situation all around for everybody. You don't want to be in that situation. Um, and so, uh, that, that is one strategy in, in with the subject to deals. Um, now the other strategy that, um, Adriel brought up just now was, uh, owner financing. And again, this is a, a more complicated, uh, strategy because, um, you can't close with the title company because, uh, title won't clear because of that existing mortgage. Um, so how do you do that? It's, it's going to be a conveyance of deed that's recorded, um, using a real estate attorney. There's going to be a, 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 set of documents that you're going to need set of disclosures that you're going to need. Um, and this slightly varies from state to state but essentially you're able to transfer the deed without triggering the due on sale clause um and and some lenders uh there's just no workaround with it so like if you if you know which lenders those are, and you see the mortgage statement of uh, of what that is left on that house or on that mortgage for that house, um, you can identify whether or not um, that might even be a possibility. Because you know if you if you can't do the subject to uh, without triggering the due on sale clause, then it's not worth it. You know you you just can't do it. Um, but with that said. When the deed is transferred to you as the investor, um, the mortgage does not transfer to you. So um, you could in effect owner finance that because you are the owner. And yes, there's you still have the obligation of the existing mortgage, but just like you would with the rental, if your principal and interest payments that are coming in Um, from that owner finance uh, exceed what the mortgage payments are on the existing mortgage then you're in a net positive and that's a good thing and in this situation you know you aren't the landlord you don't have to worry about maintenance you don't have to worry about insurance you don't have to worry about any of those other things especially taxes all you got to worry about is making sure that your obligation to pay the monthly mortgage payments on the existing loan are met. And Hey, if the people you owner finance it to ever miss a payment or go into default, you can foreclose on them, take back the property. And at that point you can either owner finance it again, rent it, or you could just sell it outright. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, uh, I think that was a, a really valuable, um, lunch and learn in, in the sense that, you know, I think a lot of wholesalers really forget that that's an, an option, uh, or, you know, another tool in their tool belt, so to speak, when it comes to evaluating deals, um, on the wholesale side to supply them to investors. And I think investors should also be more aware of these types of deals, because again, like you can get into a property with, I don't know, 10, 12,000, and uh it's already financed for you like you don't have to go get another loan the loan is not in your name um, so it doesn't affect your dti um, it increases your in- your income uh, so maybe if you do one two three of these um, you would qualify for another loan to add to your portfolio uh, through the fix and flip or uh, fix and rent or things like that um, but w- was there anything else that you uh, thought of or you learned or saw from the, the lunch
1: and learn I think just <clears throat> uh, more on that It just really brought to light that it is possible about uh, you know targeting those neighborhoods um, that aren't going under new construction or that have been recently built and you can you know put banded signs and, and address how your um, marketing is going to be it's no longer hey uh, fixer upper or for cash or buy your home for cash it's we take over payments and that's a different phrase that'll get someone thinking oh okay um you know if if you were to use i uh, buy your house cash and then they're like well i can't take cash because i i owe so much mm-hmm. but with the takeover payments that just really narrows down to like okay let me call this person because maybe I want to find out how I can get out of this. And, and I think it narrows down who your demographic is for sure. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I think one uh, one important thing to consider too is um, definitely from the get-go, be transparent and upfront. Like the, lo- the mortgage stays in their name. Mm-hmm. And I know that there's been several situations where Uh, Like you get to the closing table and the seller like reads through the documents and they suddenly realize, wait, you're not paying for paying off my full mortgage. Like I can't go get another loan for another house because I still have this mortgage. Um, You know, like that, that obviously needs to be clarified because that that's a very important aspect of the transaction. And um, if that that's something that needs to be agreed upon at the very, very beginning. So, you know, here at Hilco, like that's, that's one of our biggest things is transparency. And, uh, and that's super important for us, not just so that we're doing the right thing, but for better quality of business, um, like you, you want to maintain a good reputation and a good quality of business. Um, I think one of the biggest takeaways I had from, uh, from that lunch and learn was the importance and the distinction of, the fact that, um, this is not a loan assumption. That's, that's a, a, a very different thing, instrument, so to speak, than, than a subject to, because you are not assuming their loan in order to do that. That's actually a completely different product and a process of on its own. Like that's basically like going to the bank and qualifying to make sure that they can just transfer that loan to you it's almost like making a new loan but you're picking up where the other person left off and now the loan is under your name because you're assuming that loan Um, and that's not the case with a subject too Um, so that's i I think one of the bigger takeaways i had from you know how to explain what it is and the process uh, with a potential seller one of the other things um, i think we should we should talk about is the fact that um, with the subject twos, typically a hard money lender will not lend on a deal like this because of the existing mortgage. Um, so if you know you needed to borrow funds to acquire a subject two, that's more of a private lender type of deal. You know, you're creating an agreement between yourself and a private individual to pay them uh, monthly installments with at uh, whatever interest rate over whatever time you agree on. Um, but, uh, you know, that that's just not something that you could do with this type of strategy. And, um, speaking of hard money lenders, uh, we're going to go ahead and do our plug for our sponsor of Longhorn Investments. So Adriel, you want to, you want to take that and and run with it? Longhorn
1: Investments, your hard money lender here in the central Texas area. Jade Flores, great people, great team. And they really know how to help the real estate investing community. She's done several years on uh, fixing and flipping, uh, buying and hold real estate, wholesaling, and got to where she is today as the regional manager of Longhorn Investments. They operate in several different states, uh, Missouri oh dang it (laughs) how did i forget all the other ones we'll just cut this out
0: (laughs) tennessee texas uh, i don't don't remember but i know they're in five different states yeah in short um if if you're in the central texas area um longhorn investments is actually based out of dallas but we work very closely with jade flotis who is the regional manager for the central Texas area that covers like Austin, San Antonio and, you know, the surrounding places. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, she's a great person to work with. Um, if you follow us on social media, you'll see a lot of content with them and us, and, uh, you should definitely check them out, follow them. Um, they're super responsive. So if you have questions, engage with them, um, either, you know, swing by their office, give them a call, send them an email, send them a message on Facebook, make a comment on one of their posts. Um, they're, they're really great at the engagement aspect and, uh, and everybody on the team is super knowledgeable. And uh, one of the things I really like about them, uh, you know, I was actually having a conversation with a a really young guy yesterday. Um, You know, he's early 20s, um, real, real go getter, has his own business, um, bought his first home and he's building up capital because he wants to get into real estate investing but he doesn't know where to start. So, you know, we had that conversation and we we're discussing different options. And I was talking to him about, um, you know, uh, Jade Floyd and Longhorn investments because one of the things that they do is they work with new investors. So if you have no experience whatsoever, as long as you meet their qualification criteria, they're going to actually help you and walk you through the process of doing your deal. Right? So if you have questions like, You know, how do I get my draw? Um, where do I go? You know, how, um, what, what does this, you know, aspect of the contract mean for the, for the lending? What, you know, whatever questions you have about the loan, the process, the terms, um, Jade and the the team um, there—they're all investors themselves, so they know what that process looks like, both on the lending side and the investing side, and they're—they're able to help uh, all of their clients through those uh, um, every step of that process.
1: Yeah, I got confirmation on the locations that they're in. So they got Texas, Missouri, Indiana, Tennessee, Alabama, and North Carolina, and I'm sure they're slowly taking over the world. (laughs) Awesome, awesome. So. I think that's it for
0: today's episode. It's a short, sweet, and to the point. And um uh, I know subject twos can be a little confusing, so I hope this episode wasn't like totally boring. And, but right. you know if you if you have questions, definitely reach out to us. Uh my email is Mike M-I-K-E at Hillcohomes.com. Uh follow us on Facebook, uh uh, follow us on instagram you know definitely reach out to us we love to hear from our listeners uh, if you have questions and if you have suggestions for topics that you want us to cover let us know if you want to be a guest let us know we're happy to have you um but that's that's it
1: for me you got anything adriel big shout outs to the hbhs team i think they provide amazing value in the subject to field and i look forward to the next lunch and learn awesome Well, thanks, guys, for listening. And until next time, this is the Hilco Homes Deep Dive
0: Podcast. Take care.